Hello everyone and welcome to Cody's Car Conundrum. I'm your host, Cody Wagner. Here we'll discuss everything related to the wide world of automobiles, including culture, news, games, interviews, and events. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hey, hey everyone, welcome to today's episode. Today, today, oh, what a special episode I have for you guys today. I highly doubted I would ever be able to make this episode considering this company's current series of fiascos that was going on. I'm of course talking about Nissan and the car in question. I'm of course talking about the Nissan Z Proto. Let's not waste any more time. Let's just get into it. The Nissan Z Proto previews a striking return to form with a get this twin turbo V6 a manual gearbox, and looks that resemble the original 240Z, the Z Proto is the most exciting thing we've seen from Nissan in a painfully long time. This article comes from Road and & Track and is written by Chris Perkins. Finally, finally, the gods at Nissan have graced us with a replacement for the charming but aging 370Z. Or at the very least, they will be gracing us with a replacement very soon. Meet the Z Proto, a preview of the next generation Z car. This just rocketed to the top of the list of the cars we can't wait to drive. We're not sold on the blocky front grille, but the rest of the Z Proto is undeniably handsome. There's a lot of the original 240Z in there, from the sharp nose to its long fastback roofline. Around back, shades of the Z32 Generation 300ZX are present, especially with the blacked out fascia panel and oval taillights. Our designers made countless studies and sketches as we researched each generation and what made them a success. Nissan design boss Alfonso Albaiza, I hope I got that right, said in a statement, Ultimately, we decided, decided the Z Proto should travel between the decades, including the future. One of the coolest throwback details are the headlights. They were inspired by the Japan-only 240ZG, which had unique glass-covered front lights, which weren't available anywhere else. The daytime running lights of the Z Proto are meant to evoke the reflections on the glass covers of the 240ZG. The Z Proto is even longer. Sorry, the Z Proto is longer than the outgoing 370Z, 172.5 inches versus 167.5 inches, and even so slightly wider. Sorry, and ever so slightly wider, 72.8 inches versus 72.6 inches. But it's also a touch shorter, 50, as in it's probably not as tall. 51.6 inches versus 51.8 inches. Despite these similar dimensions, the Z Proto looks altogether more taut than the 370Z. A contributing factor is the height at the trailing edge of the car, which is lower than the front fender, as in the, as with, or sorry, much like the original 240Z. Inside, the Z Proto, unfortunately, appears to be a simple refreshing of the 370Z's interior, with a lot of carryover switchgear joined by a new digital gauge cluster and infotainment system. Interestingly, there's a boost gauge and a turbine speed gauge on the dashboard too. Oh, about that. This isn't just a regular Z. This is a Turbo Z. Power comes from Infiniti's now familiar 3-liter twin-turbo V6, which makes anywhere from 300 to 400 horsepower, depending on its application. Nissan didn't say how much power the engine will make here, but did note in its press release that each Z was more powerful than the last, so figure more than the 332 horsepower the 370Z makes from its naturally aspirated 3.7 liter V6. More important than any power increase though is a standard 6-speed manual transmission. An automatic will be available, but a Z car deserves a manual. Praise Mr. K. The Z has always been a strong dynamic performer, 
making it easy for customers to enjoy its capabilities and feel as connected as possible to the car, said Chief Engineer Hiroshi Tamura. Apologies if I got that wrong. In a statement, this has been true throughout. This has been true through all its generations, and this is what drives our passion to innovate and challenge the norm. Of course, the new Z will be rear-wheel drive, but Nissan is quiet about tech details of its new sports car. The only thing in it, it announces is its tire size, 255-40R19s up front and 285-35R19s in the rear. So that basically means you have 255 sections in the front and 19-inch wheels. You have 255 section tires in the front with 19-inch wheels and 285 section tires in the rear with 19 inches as well, in the 19-inch uh, wheels in the rear. Though the Z Proto isn't the dealership-ready car, it's not far off. The Z Proto you see here is not a concept. The look of this is close to final, said Nissan CEO Makoto Uchida. Apologies if I got that wrong as well. In a live stream revealing the car Tuesday. That's a good sign, because we've been wanting a new Z car for a long time. Let's hope this one lives up to the name. Moving on to an article from Car Scoops for some additional information. The company didn't say when the model will arrive, but noted the Z Proto is one of 10 new vehicles that Nissan is showing for the US in 20 months, along with top sellers like Sentra and Rogue, and innovative new models like the all-electric Aria crossover. And now we have some sad news, unfortunately really sad news for European Z car fans. It's official! Nissan won't bring the new Z sports car to Europe. Nissan has officially confirmed that the new Z sports car won't come to Europe, putting a premature end to the hopes of prospective customers in the region. When asked about whether they will offer the new Z in Europe, Nissan told Car Scoops in a statement, In terms of European sales, a shrinking European sports car market and specific regulations on emissions mean that Nissan was unable to build a viable business case for the introduction of, of the production version of the next generation Z car in Europe. Earlier this year, Nissan announced it would focus on US, China, and Japan while scaling back on Europe and the rest of the world. The decision regarding the next generation Z car comes as a sad reminder of that. In Europe, Nissan's priorities remain on its commitment to renew its crossover lineup and accelerate its range electrification strategy, the carmaker said. Nissan Europe also said that the US and Japan will be key markets for the new Z, but was unable to confirm in detail which regions or countries are set to receive the upcoming sports car. This confirms our earlier suspicions, first shared back in May, as Europe's strict emissions regulations basically force every automaker into electrifying their lineup in order to meet the CO2 fleet average targets and avoid heavy fines. The Nissan Z Proto looks basically 100% production ready, but the carmaker stopped short of discussing the technical details. The company confirmed that a twin-turbo 3.0-liter V6 engine sits under the bonnet, paired to a standard 6-speed manual transmission, with an automatic option currently under development. Power is expected to be around the 400 horsepower mark, which is what the engine currently makes in the Infiniti Red Sport models, while the platform is probably an updated version of the FM architecture that underpins the outgoing 370Z and the Infiniti Q50-Q60 models. Most outlets believe that Nissan will go with the 400Z nameplate for the production version of its new sports car, but given the displacement-based nomenclature of the Z family, we wouldn't rule out the 300Z name just yet. Nissan is expected to launch the new Z sports car in the U.S. market sometime in the next 20 months. Oh my lord. While we hope that they won't wait that long, it certainly looks like the new Z will launch for the 2022 model year. So for the, in the next 20 months, what that essentially means is probably somewhere just after the first quarter of 2022. That's what that means in my mind, which is unfortunately late. Back to Road and Track now for an article about the styling, and then obviously after that I'll share my own thoughts on the styling. 
How the Nissan Z Proto pays homage to the legendary Z cars that came before it. Not only does the new Z Proto look great, it's packed with a bunch of thoughtful nods to its heritage. Once again, this article is on Road and Track and written by Mac, Mac Hogan. The Nissan Z Proto has finally been revealed, showcasing what will become the next, next Z production car. Though Nissan is being coy with details, saying only that the Z Proto has a twin turbo V6 and a manual transmission, there's a lot to, there's a lot to dissect. Because not only does the new Z look great, it's also filled with throwback references to old Z cars. Though it's not immediately obvious, the front grille is a reference to the rectangular air intake of the original Datsun 240Z, an influence that's easiest, to, that's easiest to see when you look at a 240 without the chrome bumper that bisects the front fascia. That grille even features similar fins to the original. Keeping with the 240 theme, the half-circle headlights of the Z Proto pay homage to the JDM-only 240ZG. Most notable is the side profile, with its inverse rake that leads to a lower rear deck to a lower rear deck lid. That teardrop shape is iconic, making 240 side profiles instantly recognizable. At a glance, we wanted a long bonnet and this Z type and this Z type of low slung cabin silhouette. One of the key points on that is that when you get get up close to the car, the volumes, the hood bulge, and the fender must be higher than the trailing edge of the roof line. Nissan design boss Alfonso Abiza said on a live stream reviewing the car Tuesday. My favorite retro nod is the rear fascia though. It's a black inset rectangular taillight, or sorry, it's black inset rectangular taillights instantly evoke the second generation 300ZX, aka the Z32. That callback is perfectly timed to fit with our radwood tinged moment, a moment take on a design that oozes classic charm. For the Proto, we use the capsule element from 300 but it's an edgelet LED to give you this sense of tomorrow, Albiza said, pointing out the Z32-inspired taillights. The Z Proto's headlights, headlight design was also directly inspired from, well, directly inspired by Zs of yesterday. You cannot make a Z without the scooped-out headlight, Albiza said. We took inspiration from the special version 240Z that came out a few years later where they put a clear lens on the 240. In the sunlight, the reflections around the, reflections around the car broke the pure so broke the pure circle around the headlamp into two. What's particularly impressive is that the modern 70s and 80s cues don't seem to clash. The car is at once unique, designed with purpose, and also referential to the past. There's a combo that's tough to get, sorry, that's a combo that's tough to get right, as cars like the modern Camaro and Land Rover Discovery prove. It's not perfect, with the grille looking a bit blocky for the rest of the design, but the rear three-quarter view is utterly fantastic. Also, let's not forget, it'll be offered with a manual. If Nissan can nail the suspension and steering, this will be a sensational car. So with all that said and done, let me give you my take on the design, and let's start with the interior. I'm kind of half and half on the interior. I do like it. I like the new steering wheel. I like the gear knob. I like the integration of the touchscreen because it doesn't stick on top of the dash. And I even like the three, the three little gauges on the top. And I like the TFT gauge cluster. What I don't like is kind of everything surrounding that. So I don't like on the passenger side how it's this flat, very plasticky looking surface that really isn't that interesting. The airbag cover is what I'm getting at. I like the seats. I like the seats. They look pretty good. They look fairly comfortable. I like the stitching. That's pretty cool. I'm seeing the quarter window here and it, it looks bigger on the outside and, and certainly more useful on the outside than it's turning out to be here. In the interior it's just it's it's a little port window essentially but the massive driver and passenger window are as i said massive so 
visibility looks to be pretty good there. In the rear, it also looks to be fairly okay. I'm seeing what looks to be one cup holder near, well, on, sitting on top of the transmission tunnel, and then you have the a center console cubby hole. I don't think it's going to be that big, and it's kind of far back. Makes it look like a little bit of a pain to get to, but I will say what's interesting is that the parking brake in this new Z is a normal parking brake. It's not one of those electronic ones, and it sits to the driver's side and below, or, or and down, so it would seem to me that it's not in the way, which is quite good. Okay. It's, it's just so weird seeing a normal parking brake these days, even if it's in a sports car. Perhaps that's an indication that this car isn't as new as we might think it is. At the very least, not yet. The door handles, I kind of like the door handles. What's, what's cool about the door handles is that they're, they're in a circular shape and they have, they put the side air vents in the doors. And so the pocket where your hand would go is sort of like a funnel for the air vents. It's, that's kind of a cool design. I, I do like that. I will say though that the gear lever looks to be a little far away to me. That might just be how it looks though. So enough about the interior. Let's talk about the exterior. That's what everyone's really kind of gawking at right now. So, so obviously, do I like the grill or do I hate it? I actually kind of like it. The, my only gripe is that it's too big. I don't care that it's square I and it doesn't match the rest of the body. Personally, to me, that was always kind of the case with earlier Z cars when you took away the chrome bumpers that it was just a big slab of square in the middle in what is otherwise a fairly, to me, kind of fluid design. So this just looks like a modern interpretation of that so it looks the same to me. Again, though, it's just too big. So if they sized it down so it didn't take up so much of the front end, I think it would be quite nice. And I actually did a video of this on my YouTube channel fixing the design. I did two designs, and you can go to it, youtube.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, or youtube.com forward slash Cody's Car Conundrum, and then look for the, I think I said either Z Proto or 400Z, whatever's in the title. But look for that video and then kind of skip to the end and you'll see how I changed it. And so the first design I did makes it actually look surprisingly Aston-ish. So what I did is I just put like a bar in the middle of the grill so that it sort of looked like the chrome split of the old 240s so that it didn't look so big. And that was kind of nice, but it looked uh, kind of Aston Martin-ish, I'm not going to lie. So then what I decided was, okay, well, my only problem is that it's a massive grill. So why don't I just resize it and make it smaller if that's my biggest gripe? And that fixed it a good bit. That fixed it a good deal to me. So honestly, I don't hate it. I do think that the front, that the front end outside of the grill is a little bit flat. It could be a little bit curvier, a little bit more voluptuous because the little side slits, the little character, not the character lines, the, you know, the little side slits for lack of a better word, character lines kind of makes the car look a little malnourished to me. Like it needs a little bit more bulk in the face. So maybe getting rid of those and adding some curvier lines, maybe pulling the corners of the front bumper up just a tad would help. But I do agree with a few of my friends and a few other people that the front end is kind of a bland design, but as far as being a modern redesign of a 240, I don't think it's that disappointing. I think it does, in fact, a really, really good job because Nissan could have, they could have done what Toyota did with the new Supra and go either with a completely different design or overstyle it to all mess, and they didn't do that. I'm not saying they designed it as well as they could have, but they didn't overstyle it, so that I'm thankful for. The front end could use a little bit, a few more elements, though. I do agree with that, but overall, as far as, far as the grill goes, just make it smaller, Nissan. For the production version, just make it smaller, and that would already be a massive improvement. I do quite like the headlights, though. I think it's a good kind of compromise between not having a perfectly circular headlight, because... That would be a bit weird, but making it as circular or as round as possible 
and tying it into, again, the 240s. So I think it's a good mix, and I think Nissan did a very good job there. As far as the silhouette, I quite like it. I think it looks fairly fairly Z car. I'm seeing... Uh, I can see the face in the side profile, so that reminds me of a 240, but to me, in terms of overall proportions, it reminds me a little bit more of the 370, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because I think this car actually pulls it off a lot better than the 370 does, which is kind of funny, but I think it looks like a Z car, and that's good. It looks kind of distinct. It, it, it almost seems to me like a Z4 coupe, almost. Almost, but I think it's distinct enough. I like it. From the front three-quarter view, though, it's totally 240. From the side, it's more 370, but from the front three-quarter, all 240. And with a little bit of 370, with the quarter window kind of curving up a little bit to meet the roof, it looks great. It's That's the best angle of the car. Some might say that the design is, from this angle, a little bit bland, but I... I kind of like that it's a little bit more organic. It doesn't have a bunch of linear lines like a C7 Stingray. It's it's simpler and it's more organic. It could, again, I will agree, it could use a few more elements to it, but that can be fixed in the aftermarket. So overall, I, I guess I really can't complain that much. And then a friend of mine said that they didn't like the, the Nintendo cartridge slots in the grill. And I can't unsee that now, but honestly, I like it. Or, or I don't hate it. I'm not the biggest fan of it. I think I'd rather it, it would continue throughout the entire grill, but... I kind of like it. It's kind of interesting. It's different. I sort of I sort of like the element in the hood, the hood bulge, because you start with this singular character line that splits the splits the bumper and splits the new Nissan badge, and then it forks like a road, and then goes around. It reminds me a little bit of the C6 Corvette ZR1's glass, glass hood, or the, the glass insert in the hood. So imagine that, but going to about mid-length, and it's not glass. So the hood kind of curves up, and then goes around the fork, and then it's just flat in the middle. It would almost be perfect for like a like a Shaker Challenger hood, except there's no hole. It's sort of like that, and I and I kind of like it. it's it's perhaps a little bit out of place because it looks like they would add a shaker or an intake or something like that, but it's not. There's just nothing there. Do I like the rear? I do actually. I honestly I was never the biggest fan of the 300ZX, mostly because I liked it more than the 350, but. I like the 370 and the 240 and in some cases the 280 a little bit more, but the taillights were definitely a cool part of that car and I do like it on this car as well. I just, the only thing I don't like about the rear is that there's no ducktail spoiler, no integrated spoiler at all, so it just makes the rear end look really, really flat. And so with the very, with the slimness of the black, almost applique that they have at the rear here, it's just a, kind of a bo uh, boring and dull rear end to me. And the taillights don't necessarily help with that. There's almost a not not enough going on there. But the lower portion of the bumper, I like the black, the black, I guess, plastic part here. I like the exhaust tips, even though they're probably fairly fake. But, yeah, I don't know. I guess what I wish is that the taillights were a little bit taller. And that the black areas was a little bit taller as a whole. It's, it's almost too slim to me. It's too squinty. But adding that design element at all wasn't the mistake. It does need a ducktail spoiler, though. It absolutely needs a ducktail spoiler because... It's almost like the Jaguar F-Type, where it curves down to the to the deck, and then it just goes flat. It doesn't it doesn't curve up like a Viper, or, hey, a Shelby Daytona Coupe, or the new Supra. I wish it did. I really wish it did. I'm a sucker for that design trait, so let me be fair about that. I'm biased, but it's just too flat to me. And so then when you look at it from the rear, and this might be in part due to the overall design outside of the fact that it doesn't have a ducktail spoiler, but when you look at the rest of it, from a rear three-quarter, it almost looks like the 350 to me, where the cab is kind of mid, 
midward, midward, but sitting there in the middle of the car. And I don't really like that. It doesn't look mid-engine, but it doesn't look... The proportions look very, very different from this angle than from other angles. Again, it looks like a 350 rather than a 240 or a 370. And so I'm not... I'm not a big fan of that. It just looks a little awkward and it looks too cab forward compared to other angles where it looks very cab rearward. So it's it's almost a little bit confusing. But overall, I actually don't get I don't completely understand a lot of the hate for the front end. I think yes, it's too it's too big, it's a bit too gopping, but okay, just make it smaller. And then here you go. You have a car that looks like a 240 or a modern 240 on the front end, almost like a resto mod. Almost like a resto mod 240. It's perfect or nearly Nearly perfect anyway. Yes, it could still use a few more design elements, maybe a vent or something, but as far as being a modern interpretation of a 240, I think it's brilliant. Nissan did a very, very, very good job. The interior, to me, it's a bit disappointing for modern times, but hopefully the production car will be better, or maybe with a facelift or a refresh or some kind of update, it'll be better. The rear, I wish the taillights were a little bit taller. Again, to me, they're just a little bit too slim. I wish it had a ducktail spoiler because the rear end is just a little bit too flat. It just ends kind of strangely. But the silhouette from the side and three quarter is from the three quarter is perfect 240 mix of 370, and from the proper side is a bit 370-ish, which I'm per personally fine with. So overall, I would give this like a seven and a half out of ten, maybe a seven point eight out of ten, probably a seven seven point seven to seven point eight. It's not perfect, and the hood bulge, like the old 240, isn't isn't perfect either. It doesn't do that brilliantly, but overall, I think it's a very, very well-done design. Nissan did a good job modernizing a, two, a 240 and adding in the rest of the Z cars. It's not perfect. I think it, they played it a little bit safe. It's almost underbaked, but I can't quite say it's a disappointment. I was hoping... I, I would wish for a little more, but... Well done, Nissan. You did a good job. You really did do a good job incorporating all the best bits of all the old Z cars. You really did. What do you guys think, though? Do you like the new Z? Do you hate the new Z? Do you just hate the new grill like most people seem to? If you enjoyed, then please like the episode, share the episode, and follow the podcast. If you're listening on YouTube, then please like, comment, and like, comment, share, and subscribe. Hitting the little notification bell, and then all notifications. That way you'll be notified every time I upload. If you want to listen to this podcast on the road, but don't have or want the Podbean mobile app, well, then just boot up, not Spotify. Well, yes, Spotify, but boot up wherever you get your podcast. Type in Cody's Car Conundrum, and then choose the episode you want to listen to. I do hope you enjoy it. I'll see you next time. You've just listened to me probably ramble about some cars, if I'm being honest. If you've enjoyed me passionately talking about lumps of metal on wheels, then why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cody Carr, C-O-N-U-N-D-R-M, or check out my website, www.codyscarconundrum.com, for articles and other car-related content. If you have any questions or would like to become a sponsor, send an email to drtaffy777 at gmail.com and put sponsor in the subject line. Make sure to follow me here or any other platform so you don't miss out on more full-throttle content. Thanks for listening. I'll see you all in the next episode.